ABI Executive Director Amy Quackenbach, and welcome to ABI's newest podcast series titled Party and Interest. In the legal sense, a party in interest is someone who has standing to be heard by the court in a matter to be decided in a bankruptcy proceeding. In the case of this series, Party and Interest highlights extraordinary members of our community for their contributions to key bankruptcy developments, initiatives to push the practice forward, and or passion for a cause or activity outside the office. Today, I'm pleased to welcome ABI's president-elect, Chris Ward, as our party in interest. For those of you who don't know Chris, he is the chair of the bankruptcy and restructuring practice at Polsonelli and the managing shareholder of the Delaware office. He is a Chapter 11 debtor and distressed borrower attorney, specializing in distressed M&A and corporate governance. He has received numerous accolades for his work in the restructuring industry. And in addition, Chris has devoted significant time and resources to ABI. Prior to being selected as ABI's president-elect, Chris served as the vice president of development, where he worked to raise funds for ABI's endowment. Chris is also devoted to several other charitable and philanthropic causes. And I love being connected to Chris on LinkedIn because I'm inspired by all the good things he does for others. So Chris, welcome and thank you for being our party in interest today. Well, thank you for having me, Amy. I'm looking forward to it. Well, my plan is to ask you some questions today about your practice, but I'm also hoping to provide our audience with insight into some of the personal things that make you who you are. So why don't we go ahead and get started by asking a question I like to ask all our guests because we all have such different stories to tell. Chris, can you tell our audience how it is that you came to focus your practice on restructuring? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I have a different introduction to restructuring than most people. Um, I graduated law school in 99, started practicing in 2000. Um, so bankruptcy wasn't, was, wasn't the huge practice that it is now. Um, I went to law school wanting to be a litigator, um, got out of law school, was doing a clerkship in the Delaware Superior Court, um, still not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, and then was playing for the uh, state court softball team um, and having drinks after one of the softball games, uh, was talking to some restructuring attorneys at one of the local firms. And they started they, uh, talking to me about doing bankruptcy work, uh, which I had no experience with at all. Um, and I was kind of shooing them off and saying, you know, this isn't something that really interests me. I want to be a litigator. I'm not sure I really want to do this kind of corporate law. And they said, well, we'll pay you $60,000. And at the time, $60,000 was the largest amount of money I have ever, ever heard of. So I went in for an interview, um, loved the, the people. It was the buyer firm um, back then, uh, took the job and started doing restructuring um, without any prior experience. I think once I accepted the job offer, my first trip was to the Wyoming University Law School bookstore. And I bought every book on finance and bankruptcy I could find. And I just sat down and started reading. And frankly, I've, since then, I've become a bankruptcy nerd and have been doing it for the last, you know, close to 25 years now. That is great. Um, I, I love these stories because um, your story is similar in that many of our colleagues fall into bankruptcy in some way or another. Um, it's not it's not what their passion was in law school or their passion was growing up. Um, but certainly um, we are very lucky to have uh, you and others who have just kind of fallen into the practice. Well, yeah, and what do you love about so much too, though, right? Because now yeah. we have these associates coming in who are well versed in in bankruptcy, and we're having you know substantive discussions about three sixty three, like F five, um, as a first year associate. I think it, it took me quite a while to understand some of those concepts. 
it's all of those high profile, interesting cases that are in the news. And, you know, the media, I think, has changed a lot of the idea about bankruptcy being, you know, maybe the, you know, the boring uh, uh, practice that we thought it was when we were in law school. But uh, the media has definitely uh, had an impact on that, I think. But what what do you like most about being a bankruptcy professional or restructuring professional? So serving mainly as a debtor and borrower side lawyer, what I like the most is just the kind of what you get to do every day. It's different. You don't know what's going to happen when you come into the office. You know, when you're representing a debtor, one day you get to be that litigator that I wanted to be and you're arguing contested motions in court. You're taking discovery, taking depositions. The next day you have your real estate lawyer hat on. You're dealing with leases and real property. And then one day you're a labor and employment lawyer dealing with Warren Act issues and employment agreements. And you get to be that corporate lawyer as well. You're, you're doing transactions. You're doing 363 sales in um, bankruptcy. And then what what's become kind of my passion in that is being a corporate lawyer for boards of directors, um, and independent directors, special committees, dealing with fiduciary duties like in and out of the zone of insolvency. So I just like the kind of the variety of work that you get to do as a bankruptcy lawyer that I see some of my transactional colleagues don't get don't get that same um, kind of variety. They're they're working on, you know, M&A documents every day and, and that's what they do. I kind of like having the, you know, that giant variety of what we handle. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, I think that uh, you know, the the diversity and we we kind of become a jack of all trades uh in in many uh aspects. Um we're not looking working on the same thing every day. And and the people, you know, there there are um I what I love about it is that, you know, you're on one side one day, on the other side the other day and you really have to get along, right? I mean, you know, even if you're litigating against each other because you, you may be, you know, serving on a committee with those folks the next, you know, the next week. So uh, that's what's great about the ABI is it, it kind of gives you that camaraderie between people who let you be a committee lawyer one day, be a debtor's lawyer the next day, be a secured lender's lawyer the next day. And you wear all those different hats, but you can still be friendly with all of your colleagues. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit about associates coming into the practice now and, and that they're really have, you know, a, a jump ahead of us when we when we started practicing um, because, you know, they they know bankruptcy. Um, what would you what is one piece of advice if you were a young associate again? What What is one thing that you wish you had done differently or that you would give you know a piece of advice you'd give to young associates as they are just starting their career in this in this profession? Yeah. So I think if there's anything I, I would have wish I knew or would have done differently is work-life balance. Um, that that wasn't a phrase back in the early 2000s. Um, you know, it, it was not uncommon to be sleeping in the office, you know, if not one day a week, several days a week. Um, there were no iPhones. So you, you stayed in the office until your partner left the office that day. And then you went home and came back in before they came in the next morning. And that's just how you were raised. And, you know, it didn't lead to the best lifestyle. It didn't lead to being the best associates you can be. Um, you know, now I know our firm and, and most other firms are focused on work-life balance. You know, we have the technology that lets you work from home. Um, I can't imagine what would have happened if the pandemic would have happened in the early 2000s. Um, <laughs> it, it just, you know, the, the law practice wouldn't have existed. But now you ha- with that technology, it gives you the ability to focus on your personal life and focus on your work life, which makes you a, a more well-rounded human being and just a better lawyer. Um, so I think that is a huge advantage that associates have now, um, and I think they're taking advantage of it. And I think I think it's helping the older partners as well, who don't have to be in the office um, every single day dealing with 
you know, dealing with all these issues with the stress that comes of being in the office, you have that kind of flexibility to be able to, you know, balance between your personal life and your family and your work life. Yeah, that's always great advice. Um, you know, trying to find time for yourself and setting boundaries. I mean, that is hard when you're a young associate um, because you want to, you know, you want to do the best that you can, um, but you also can't have burnout. And that's, you know, what you try to avoid. So uh, always good advice. Um, let's pivot a little bit to the ABI. Um, what are you looking forward to most when you take over as ABI president next year in April? So I think it's getting to know the ABI members a little better, not just the ones that I've known for years. It's getting to know the people that I haven't known before and getting to the regions that I haven't visited before and, and getting to know consumer attorneys, which I don't necessarily get to, to deal with every day in my practice. So I think that is going to be something that that I'm very much looking forward to is getting outside my normal Delaware, New York kind of kind of contacts and and getting out there into more into the uh, you know the rest of the regions and getting to meet the people. And I think my focus really wants to be on getting to know the younger people in the ABI. Um, I think we've become older as an organization. Um, we've done a fantastic job on the diversity side um, of making the organization more diverse. Um, I still think we need work to do on replacing our older attorneys with younger attorneys and having our Delor the large law firms that are supporters of the ABI, getting their associate bodies more involved in the ABI. So I, I think that is something I'm very much looking forward to is working with these, we're talking about the, the young associates, working with the young associates and getting them as passionate about the ABI as I was at their age. That's great. I mean, I, I do know that uh, a lot of the presidents before you, um, that is one joy they had was to be able to travel to all the different uh, conferences uh, across the country and really meet people they've never met before and getting to know them and hear their stories and finding out what they need. Um, it's it's a great experience. Um, it's like a, a little road road show. Um, but, you know, with our with ABI's 40 under 40 program, um, you know, you will have a, you know, a large group of young practitioners to work with and use as a sounding board to for some of your ideas that you want to implement uh, in your presidency. Um, so all, all great. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love to see the energy of the, the several 40 under 40 classes we have. It's, it's fantastic. It, it, it is amazing. Um, they've really come together as a group and they really kind of shine individually as well. So, and many of them have already reached the ABI board and are, you know, are, uh, several are in leadership positions across the ABI. So very proud of their effort. Um, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about you personally. Um, what is one or two what are one or two daily habits that you think have really led to your success so when you look at your kind of daily activities um is there something that you've done for a while that you think uh has helped you um be who you are i think people laugh at this one but waking up early um i have i'm someone who doesn't need a whole lot of sleep uh, so it gives me gives me the ability to get up early get in front of emails from a work perspective before other people while also getting in that morning workout and everything else. So I, I think that is that is one thing that um, I, I like to, <laughs> I, I caution associates about, but kind of enjoy seeing that, you know, you have that energy to get up early and, and get on top of things uh, before other people are out there. And, you know, my other kind of habit that I, you know, I think I am good at and I try and help others uh, excel in is multitasking. Um, I am someone that can take on just an absurd amount of work and I'm able to compartmentalize it and get everything done. And I know that different personalities, um, that affects them differently. 
And then I see that a lot with our associates and we've spent time discussing with them, like, you know, here's how to multitask. Here's how you can, you can work on seven different things at once. If you kind of compartmentalize them and they're all different and prioritize and have, you know, boundaries of when you're going to deal with stuff. And that, that doesn't fit everyone's personality. Um, but it's something I think people can work on. Um, it's something I I've worked on and I kind of enjoy helping others with. That is a great skill set, uh, I think, and um, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I've been reading some articles about why multitasking is not necessarily the best thing. But I do I think it's it's based on your personality and your ability to do it at the level that you can do it at, right? And I I think that's right. And I've I've read those same articles that say it's really it's, it's actually the worst thing you possibly do <laughs> you want seven different things at once. But you know I do think it's personality driven. You know my personality is someone who's up early in the morning, ready to go. I can. I, I can do that. Um, and listen, if that doesn't fit your personality, there's ways that you can still make it work that fit your, your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. What, so what, what do you like to do in your free time other than work? What do you do in your free time that you enjoy? I, I do like my free time. I think the older I get, I like my free time more and more now. Um, so I think the number one thing over the last, I'd say we're going up five years now is I got a Peloton. Um, so Peloton has been my number one uh, time suck outside of work. If anyone wants to follow me on Peloton, I'm at word to word. Um, happy to have you. Uh, so, so I think that is the, the biggest thing. I also got into running during the pandemic, uh, which I, I mean, I played college sports. I played sports all through high school. I hated running with a passion. Um, and now I, I think I passionately enjoy running. I won't say I love it yet, but uh, that's something that gives you that time away from work and away from everything where you can just you know, go out for an hour run and put things out of your head and kind of refresh a little bit. And then I think anyone that knows me knows that like my, my true loves of life outside of my family are the Philadelphia Eagles and the Philadelphia Phillies. So I, I do spend a lot of time attending Phillies and Eagles games. Well, I, uh, I, I, I do follow you on Peloton. Uh, I, I am a, a linked with you on Peloton, but when Chris has followed me and keep, you know, there's no way to keep up with Chris on Peloton. He is, he, he does like the 45 minutes and then he does another 30 minutes on top of that. And I, you know, I'm struggling to finish my 20 minute classes, but Chris, who is your favorite instructor on Peloton? Such a hard question because I, I truly do enjoy all of them. And I use the entire Peloton platform for the, the bike to the tread and everything. Um, so I think on the bike, my two would be Kendall tool and, uh, Matt Wilpers. Cause I kind of like Matt's like technical side of it, explaining, you know, VO2 max and all that kind of fun stuff. And then I, I just kind of like people yelling at me. So I like Kendall, um, doing it. That it's going to be someone who's yelling at you. It might as well be Kendall tool. Right. Right. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it is, uh, I've, you know, I, I get on and, and, and uh, Chris has already done like an hour's worth of work by the time I'm on. Um, and, you know, my once a week is his seven times a week. So in any event, congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, and did you recently hit a milestone? Are you, did you did you hit a milestone recently? I, I Fortunately for me, I hit lots of milestones. So yep. I, I, I've had over a thousand rides. I think I hit 20,000 minutes on the Peloton this year. Uh, so I um I, I truly enjoy it. When I say enjoy it, I, it is something that I'm passionate about. I am in my basement every single morning for an hour or two hours um, working out. That's great. That's great. Well, I also know that you have a reputation of being quite the fashionista. Um, can you tell us about one of your favorite fashion statements? <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of funny how that's evolved over the years. Um, I think it started at a Pulsinelli holiday party, Pulsinelli Delaware holiday party. 
I saw a Christmas suit online and I was like, I'm going to buy that. I think that would be fun to wear to the party. And it was a giant hit. And then it became a yearly tradition that I would be buy- wear a different Christmas suit every year at the party, not not the same suit. And it's just kind of evolved from there to from Christmas suits to I have a Star Wars suit. Um, if people saw me at the Kentucky Derby, I kind of went all out with my wife, Christine, this year at the Kentucky Derby and, and was really dressed in the nines. Um, it, it, people expect it now, um, which I, I enjoy because I, I do think it brings a smile to most people's face when they, they see me walk into a party and have a kind of ridiculous suit on. Um, so I, I really enjoy that part of it. But which one's my favorite? It, you know, it, It's one of the Christmas suits. I don't know which one. I really... Yeah. I really enjoy Christmas and I don't mind getting dressed up looking like a Christmas tree and putting a tie on for a holiday party. Well, um, when you are in, in, um, uh, inaugurated as the ABI president, we'll have to pick a special outfit for you to wear for that. Or the formal, a formal suit with some type of flair to it. I'm sure. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Well, I know you, you and and your wife, Christine also like to travel. Um, what's your favorite place? Um, that you've been recently or that you love to travel to your kind of your happy place. Yeah, it's funny. So we're, we're not, we travel a lot. We're not huge international travelers. And one thing, since we're talking about the ABI, is we have traditionally used the regional conferences and the spring meeting and winter leadership conference as like kind of the base of a lot of our trips. Um, I know we went to, we traditionally gone to the Northeast conference and build in, you know, time on either side of the conference to see the, the Northeast. And we do the same thing at winter leadership. Um, but if you get to what our true love is, it's definitely our beach house in Fenwick Island, Delaware. Um, I don't know if you consider that travel, but uh, just being able to to get away on the weekends and get down to the beach, whether it's the summer or the winter, that, that's kind of our true passion. That is awesome um, uh, and a nice place to find a little respite from uh, the work, even though you're working there often, yes. I, working there often. Um, but it's 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 nice to. It's nice to be able to look out the window and, and see some nice weather. Um, well, I have one more question for you, and it may be the most important question of the podcast. Star Trek or Star Wars? It's for anyone that knows me knows that I am the biggest Star Wars fan in the world. I have a, I have a Yoda tattoo. If anyone ever sees me in a conference on my forum, it, uh, it went viral on Instagram because it's pretty awesome. Um, so I have been a Star Wars fan since a kid. I, I love the fact that now Star Wars has kind of get gotten reinvigorated with uh, Disney Plus and all the new TV shows and everything. Um, so Star Wars is definitely something I'm very passionate about as well. Right. Well, I you know, I am a, I, I think you can do both. I'm a fan of both, but I, I do understand your passion for Star Wars. So, um, well, Chris, thank you so much for spending some time today with us and being our party and in interest. It's been great getting to know you and uh, learning more about uh, your plans for ABI uh, going forward. No, it was my pleasure. I'm very much looking forward to uh, being ABI president. I've loved the last year serving under Sunit and getting to learn under him and getting ready for uh, for what's coming ahead. Great. Well, thank you. And thanks to our audience for listening. Um, be on the lookout for future party and interest podcasts featuring more fascinating members of our profession. Um, Our podcast series and an archive of nearly 300 other ABI podcasts can be found in the newsroom at abi.org. Until next time, have a wonderful day.